Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? It's episode number 50 today. It finally came, the big, big 5-0. We got a special show for you today, episode number 50 of Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show it is why we have reached 50 shows of Timberwolves Explosion, so I appreciate it very, very much from each and every one of you. Timberwolves Explosion is also available on TimberwolvesPress.com. Do check that website out with uh, Timberwolves Press, nice enough to host that this show as well. Uh, might have some breaking news about that website in the coming weeks, but uh, we'll leave it at that. Could be good. Hopefully it'll be good. <laughs> you get the idea somewhat. But yeah, as mentioned, it is the 50th episode today, so we're going to have a little special segment in the latter stages of the show. We have two games to review. I'm going to briefly briefly talk about the All-Star Game. Not really much at all. I'll just maybe drop an opinion or two here and there. Not really all that much I want to say about it, other than it was fairly entertaining. It was well played, believe it or not. Uh, it was a pretty good game. It was one of the better ones in a while. And of course, the record crowd, over 100,000. Pretty crazy stuff indeed. Also, a little bit of Tyrus Thomas talk starting to kind of slip through the cracks early this week. Of course, we have the trade deadline on Tuesday. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff to talk about this show. And also, here's a hint. uh, The time constraint for this show has pretty much been uh, lifted. I I was kind of already bending the rules as it was with the 40-minute thing. Uh, Some of you like the show long. Some of you like it short. I just... Sometimes, this, let's just say this, I don't mind keeping it to 30-ish minutes, but uh, I'm going to go long sometimes because I, because I can, and because to me, I, I, I don't know, sometimes there's just a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'd rather get it done. I'd rather get it talked about now rather than wait another week or three more days or something that the schedule doesn't really always permit a three-day thing. I can't really do that. So um, you get the idea there. I enjoy making the show as long, I mean, over a half hour. And hey, if you don't if you don't want to listen to the whole show, you don't have to. As long as you download and listen to it at all, I appreciate it very much. And I appreciate you listeners out there that have been very loyal. I appreciate it very, very much indeed. So let's move on to the bit today, of course. Did I mention two games to review? Well, they were okay. No, they really weren't. Uh, Timberwolves were on a four-game winning streak. They were riding a four-game high. Tuesday, February the 9th, the Timberwolves headed to Philadelphia, where the 76ers were also on a four-game high. And the 76ers were the team that would go on a five-game win streak, and the Wolves would begin a little two-game losing streak, unfortunately, as you can guess what happened the next game, and you probably already know already, of course. Timberwolves dropped 119-97. to And, of course, yes, I watched the whole game, but it was uh, the kind of game where you almost could fall asleep because it was just so poorly played. 119 to 97. A very, very poor game. No Allen Iverson and funny 76ers playing better without Allen Iverson. What a surprise indeed. What a real surprise. Not saying Iverson's the worst ever, but at the same time, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of at that magic point in his career, but I don't think he's got much time left in the league. He really doesn't. Interestingly enough, the Andre Iguodala keeps floating around the trade rumors. It's pretty crazy. I'm sure his trade value is pretty high because he looked awfully good in this game. All-around player, athletic, everything. Just a 
all-around player. He had six assists to go with his 24 points. Pretty crazy. Elton Brand looking a little better and finally somewhat healthy in a 21-7 performance, along with three assists as well. Uh, it's a pretty deep team. How, how about this backcourt, though? Pretty crazy. You know, obviously Iverson out, but Lewis Williams did not start. That's pretty crazy, though he did have a 16.7 assist game. Drew Holiday started, and uh, he was okay. I mean, he was a, he was fairly efficient in his 21 and a half minutes, but nothing special. He got four personal fouls and six points along with four assists. Just not the, I don't know. He's just he's, he's still fairly raw, and I figured he was one of the rawest players in the whole draft, and I'm sure the Philadelphia 76ers are happy, or not the 76ers, the Sacramento Kings are happy that they didn't take him, or at least the Sacramento fans are happy anyway. The the Sacramento knew who they were going to take anyway, which was Tyreek Evans. That was the quirky part of the whole draft, of course. Was it going to be Rubio? Was it going to be uh, Johnny Flynn? Was it going to be Drew Holiday, which would have been funny, or Tyreek Evans, or God knows who, James Harden? Yeah. Oh, well, that's kind of a story for another day, and mostly in the past, of course. The Wolves, though, just a very sleepy game. Very ineffective. They came out came out of the gate flat, and that was all there was to it. The guy who pretty much outplayed everybody in this game was Wayne Ellington, and he was kind of the star of the night for the Wolves in many ways because this is as close to home as Wayne Ellington's going to get. Lots of family members, and he was 7 of 10 from the floor. Two of two from three-point range, a lot of high school f- fans and all that stuff. 16-point game for Wayne Ellington in a 22 and a half minutes. And as mentioned, the story of the night really for the Wolves, nobody else stood out at all, to be honest. Corey Brewer was solid like he always is, but other than that, just not a good game at all for the Wolves. The Wolves actually shot okay, about 47%, but the Sixers were just dominating the whole time. And uh, that's just all that matters. They were over 50% the whole game. They scored 43 points in the second quarter in this drubbing. Just a complete drubbing. Sixers winning their 20th game of the year at this point. Uh, Quote from Kurt Rambis, I wish I could blame everything on the second quarter. Just like I said, the second quarter. I don't think we came out and played hard from the beginning. I was disappointed with the effort overall. They played harder than us and we turned the ball over way too much. And the Timberwolves, of course, never led in the game. Yeah, uh, the Wolves did come out of the come out very flat. They were very poor, and of course, 19 turnovers for the game. Yeah, just not winning basketball. Not a good game at all for the Timberwolves, and uh, they lost. <laughs> they lost pretty handily in this one by 24 points to a team that really isn't all that good. <laughs> Sixers are not all that good. Breaking news as it happens. So let's move on to a slightly more exciting game. Slightly. Wednesday the 10th against the Charlotte Bobcats, a team that just might be in the uh, might be in the bottom running for that for that uh, you know or might be uh, in the running for that final spot in the Eastern Conference. In fact, it looks pretty good for them right now. And this game again started out flat. Of course, it was a back-to-back night. It started out very flat. The Wolves did not look good at all coming into the game. In fact, Charlotte leading 37 to 24 at the end of the first period. And the score, and the, and the Bobcats still had a 13-point lead at halftime. It's like, ugh, this is a, almost another unwatchable game. The Wolves started to make things more interesting as we headed to the fourth quarter. Again, nobody really stood out all that great in this game. Nobody really did. The Wolves shot only 46%, which isn't horrible, but it isn't great. Ramon Sessions continuing to play very solid basketball, though, and he has had one hell of a month. 
so far. Halfway through February, he's shooting 60%. He's, his field goal percentage has been going up all year quietly. In fact, he's shooting about 47% from the floor for the season. Pretty cool. Ramon Sessions' field goal percentage continuing to, to jump up, and uh, that is absolutely a reason why I've really backed off of him of late. I mean, I was hard on him for quite a while. Uh, he frustrates me. He doesn't make his free throws, especially late in the game. I mean, he's hurt us many times at that. Uh, not a good shooter overall, but uh, he's been putting the ball in the basket one way or another. Field goal percentage is up, and he capitalizes on his slashes. Uh, very impressed with Ramon Sessions of late. A lot of people argue he is good on that, uh, that he's very good in the uh, triangle offense, and he minimizes his turnovers for the most part, though every now and then he'll have a really dumb one, and some of his uh, his shot selections are not all that great, especially for a guy, as mentioned a million times, is not the best shooter. Wayne Ellington shot 50% from the floor and 3 of 6 from 3-point range. The guy just continues to, his stock continues to rise, and the Wolves have a lot of reason to be happy there. So really, I think the bench, at least Sessions and Ellington in particular, look pretty good in this game overall. Kevin loves playing time. I'm wondering how much longer he's going to put up with this. I'm really going to, I'm really wondering about this. He only played, he, he played less than 24 minutes in this game. He didn't have a turnover in the whole game. He wasn't perfect or anything, but he only got seven shots off, three of seven from the floor. Uh, Ryan Gomes had almost 40 minutes, and Love was less than 24. It's not like he had a really rough game. It really isn't. Yeah, I I don't know how much longer Kevin Love is going to put up with this before he starts. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to hurt the chemistry or what the deal is. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see what's going on with this. Uh, it was a good idea for a while. I'm not so sure, though. Honest to God. Not so sure. Tory Brewer did not have his best game, that's for sure. We're going to get more into that in a second here. <laughs> Steven Jackson shot the lights out like he tends to very often. Four of six from three-point range. 33 points in the game. He Five assists, four rebounds. And Nazir Muhammad had a 21-20 and 20 game. He almost had 21 rebounds, but that 21 points was the better part. Yeah, a 20-20 game by Nazir Flippin' Muhammad. The guy is, for to, in a lot of people's opinion, is barely NBA material half the time. Especially for those of you that may have had him on your fantasy team, you know, here and there over the years. Some some years he just does nothing. Some most of the time he does nothing, but every now and then you think, wow, this guy might be a, <laughs> this guy's a halfway legitimate NBA center. Uh, he sure was in this day. God, it was ridiculous. Nazir Muhammad with 20 rebounds in the game. Gerald Wallace was one of nine from the floor. Made the Wolves hope when Wallace kept clanging the basket that the Wolves had a chance to bring things back up in gear. Tyson Chandler looks terrible. Uh, he, he really does. Totally ineffective, barely even in the rotation right now. AZ Law also has found his way to the uh, Charlotte Bobcats. Very interesting. Because he's now becoming more of a journeyman. Hmm. It's getting kind of weird with AC Law. I, I kind of had more ex- expectations for him when he went to the Atlanta Hawks a few years ago in the draft. Hmm. Not really sure there. But, uh, yeah. A, uh, these Charlotte Bobcats keep getting better and better. And in a game when you could argue their best player, Gerald Wallace, was off, they still look pretty good. But the Wolves look good in the fourth quarter, at least somewhat. More or less, the Bobcats weren't making their shots. Just unfortunately, things got pretty rough 
Yeah, the Wolves trailed by 21 in the second quarter in this game. Trimmed the lead to 10 after three, and then it's like, yeah, there, there, there's a chance. There's still a slight chance. Uh, but yeah, the Wolves did outscore Charlotte 22 to 13 in that final quarter, and a three, and they took a lead, three point play by Al Jefferson. We were like, oh my God, we actually might win this game. A jump hook by Al Jefferson. It was an and one deal. Really nice. I mean, you're getting more and more excited about Al Jefferson at times. Of course, that was a baby hook, the jump hook, baby hook, whatever you want to call it. And Dia cut the lead to a point, unfortunately. He drove the lane, and then all of a sudden, Muhammad, yeah. That's when things get really crazy. Because the time was running out. Charlotte was trailing by a point. Muhammad couldn't get the rebound. He was trying to get his 21st rebound. As Dion missed a shot, Corey Brewer saved the ball, but it landed right to uh, Nazir Muhammad and dunked it in. Mm. And it's just, here we go again. God dang it. Here we go again. You know, same old story. Wolves, just, uh, it, it's just odd. It's like they like refuse to win almost sometimes in these close games. It gets kind of silly. It kind of does. And this was... Uh, this was bad. This was one of those really bad plays that you just kind of scratch your head like, why didn't we win this game? Why didn't we win? I don't understand. I really don't. <laughs> Steven Jackson's comment is that save really gave us the game. We got we got to play. We, we've got to play a lot better than that, than what we played in the fourth quarter. Uh, yeah. Of course, Wayne Ellington had to have jacked up a 30-foot shot at the buzzer. Pointless. I mean, it's that was a bad, another poorly drawn out play again at the end. Wolves just don't seem to execute when they have an opportunity, or at least they, any type of deal. Really dumb. Uh, Kurt Rambis jumps in now. Of course, this is his comment on that final play. Normally, you don't want to throw the ball back under your opponent's basket, but we also had three players who were standing around 20 feet from the basket, and not one of them made a move to the basket when the shot went up. That time out before, I mentioned to them that they were one rebound away from a win, and all they had to do was find a way to get that rebound. They couldn't come up with it. Exactly. They just couldn't. Just got to get the rebound, and that's all there was to it, and it just didn't work out for the Wolves. And, of course, this was a home game for the Wolves. Yes, it was. Very frustrating finish. Indeed. Just another really weird, quirky, bad finish for the Wolves. Fairly entertaining game. I mean, you got to enjoy the fact the Wolves came back and everything. It's just the way it finished was frustrating, man. I mean, the, uh, the Wolves deserved a better finish than that, and uh, they didn't get it. Especially the Wolves fans that stuck around in that game when the Wolves were getting crushed by the Charlotte Bobcats at home. They deserved, they deserved better for uh, sticking around and believing in this team, making that comeback. So, very frustrating indeed. So, we're going to conclude the game reviews now. Uh, I also like listeners out there, please do, uh, at least, yeah, I'm completing the game reviews. We're going to get into the other topics here in a second. Uh, please follow the Timberwolves Explosion Twitter. It is twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Please follow it. I would appreciate it very much. I tweet usually during games. Sometimes I'm just not available to tweet during games, even though I'm watching them or whatever, but most of the time I'm going to be tweeting during the games and, uh, yeah, I just try to have, you know, try to put my opinions out there, have some fun. And I, I'm uh, sometimes I'm a little sarcastic. I put a little bit of a strong opinion, and other, you know, I'll praise or uh, 
I'll praise or rip somebody. I guess you could say maybe not really rip them, but kind of in a in a fun way, maybe sarcastic rip. Nothing horrible. I try to be somewhat nice, <laughs> but at the same time, I try to be honest as well because I'm not uh, I'm not like working for the establishment here. I'm uh, I'm an honest guy, so that's the way I like to be. So yes, as mentioned, we have the other topics to get into. It's trade deadline week. Holy crap, Batman! Oh yeah, trade deadline week. So we have a little bit of Tyrus Thomas talker going on on Yahoo Sports, Real GM, and all that good stuff. It's gotten all the way to Star Tribune. It's getting kind of interesting. Not sure what to think of it just yet. Not sure if that's really the direction I want to head when you look at kind of what the strategy might be. Not so sure if that's the direction I want to head. So I'm going to get into my opinion on that in a sec. And, of course, we'll close with the 50 episode uh, reminiscing, kind of some fun little, you know, fun little celebration because it's the 50th episode. It'll kind of reminisce on how we got to episode number 50 and uh, what shows stood out, I guess you could say. Yeah, we'll get to that in a little bit. So I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll get into the Tyrus Thomas talk right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Which episode is it? Yeah, episode 50 of Timberwolves Explosion, which is a reminder for iPod and Microsoft Zoom and other MP3 player users. Here we go. Well, the talker is that the Wolves could be a sleeper. This according to Yahoo Sports originally. The Wolves, yep, David Kahn, of course, a million times has vowed that he won't do anything dramatic trading any of his top players, but that doesn't mean he won't do anything. And, of course, he keeps saying modest, yes. He keeps saying modest. Do it. And uh, that's because... Patience sucks. It really does. And, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Of course it's... Of course it sucks. Patience always sucks. And uh, that's where things get a little interesting and something could happen here. Yahoo Sports calling the Wolves a sleeper to acquire restricted free agent Tyrus Thomas by Thursday. Of course, that's the trade deadline. Feb 18, the famous Feb 18. And, of course, what is the kind of player that David Kahn continues constantly to talk about when the Wolves would make that modest trade? It's the long, athletic, uh, still raw shot blocker. He always wants a young guy, and of course that means a Tyrus Thomas. Well, Tyrus Thomas, I guess. <sighs> he wants his team to be longer and more athletic. It's just, again, not so sure. Well, I'm going to continue first, though, before I deep into my opinion. He could be acquired for the for the other assets, uh, you know, other than the big core pieces, of course, because he's Tyrus Thomas. This isn't exactly Luol Deng. No, yeah, I don't even don't even go there. People, some people have been talking about Luol Deng. No way. I I refuse. If the Wolves get Luol Deng, I will be very upset. Trust me. Um, but yeah, it could be one of the extra first round picks or expiring contracts that the Wolves could use to get Tyrus Thomas. Double T, not Trent Tucker. I'd rather have Trent Tucker. No, yeah, just about the Tyrus Thomas. You get the idea. But here's where the strategy's starting to come in. Such a deal, though, would seem. And of course, this uh, some of this yeah, this information, in particular right here, is courtesy of Jerry Zagoda. It originated on Yahoo Sports, but uh, Jerry Zagoda blog. Uh, this, this is his blog. Of course, he's a beat writer for the Minnesota Timberwolves, but he also blogs as well. StarTribune.com. Such a deal, though, would seem to mean Jefferson's departure this summer for another piece to the proverbial puzzle. And, of course, they keep talking about a wing player. 
A trade by Thursday would give the Wolves right to match any contract offer to Tyrus Thomas this summer. That's where a good chunk of the salary cap could be spent. Ugh, I don't think so, man. I don't want to do that. And Jefferson's $13 million contract for next season could be swapped for a young wing player to balance the team's roster. So here we go. Yeah, now that I'm done with that, there you go. That's a potential strategy put in front of you how things could head this summer. Seriously? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. Man, it's just, this doesn't make any sense. I, I just... Is that the best we can do? Is that the best we can do? I mean, I understand we're not going to... You know, the whole LeBron James, Dwayne Wade... Uh, what's his face? Yep, Chris Bosh, all these other major players, these major pieces... Even Rudy Gay, who's a potential free guy, was going to be a free agent here. Um, really. Or a potential trade for Rudy Gay. Uh, Joe Johnson, blah, 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 blah. just keeps going and going. I know it's not easy to do any of that stuff. Maybe Jefferson for Rudy Gay or something, but that's a wing player, a talented young wing player. There you go, maybe. But then again, you have to do some type of sign and trade with uh, Rudy Gay to be able to do that. Uh, Tyrus Thomas... We're going to use, uh, what, five to eight million on Tyrus Thomas? I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to do that. I just don't. I mean, it's not mortgaging the future on him or anything, but kind of. It's like making him one of, one of the core pieces of the future of this team. Tyrus Thomas, all he does is block shots, and he's not even that good at it. He's never averaged ten points a game. And what, this is his fourth season? He's never averaged 10 points a game. Uh, I I don't know. I really don't know. Because, yeah, obviously you'd be looking at 5 to 8 million, possibly. Or maybe even 10. I, 10, no. If I can't do that. that that's another uh, Marco Yarek, man. <laughs> For, if they do the 10 million, that's another Marco Yarek type of deal where you're just kicking yourself because you screwed up. I don't mind Terrace Thomas, but I don't. I just don't think so, man. I don't think I want to do it. I really don't think I want to do it. Uh, yeah, some of you out there, I'd like to hear your opinions, though, on the sportsstuff.com message boards and call into the phone lines. I'll get to that information in a bit here. Well, I'll throw out the phone line right now. 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. And also maybe tweet me on twitter.com forward slash wolves explosion. Of course, that's one word, Wolves Explosion, on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, maybe put your opinions on there. Get in touch with me what you think about that possibility. Tyrus Thomas, I don't I, I don't think I want to do that. A lot of people are saying that could be good and all that stuff, and that's cool, but is that going to be like the second, is that going to be one of the quote-unquote major acquisitions we might do here? I don't know if I were, I, I don't know. I, I just think we can do better. Because, again, like I'm saying here, the guy the guy's never averaged 10 points a game in his career. He has the offensive ability of uh, Joakim Noah, pretty much, or Joakim Noah, whatever the heck, Joakim Noah. He just, I'm not I'm not impressed with Tyrus Thomas to a point that I really want to mortgage much on him. And I understand you're, if you're trading away like a 20th pick or something like the Utah pick, it's not like you're giving up the next, uh, not necessarily anyway, you never know. But yeah, it's not like you're giving up a Paul Pierce type of talent at that range, you know. It's not like you're giving up a 10th pick that could turn into a Paul Pierce. That's what Pierce was, 10th overall pick. Um, but still, 
Yeah, thank God it's not a fourth overall pick either, which is what Tyrus Thomas was. Yeah, fourth overall pick. Holy moly. Yeah, that's proof that the top ten doesn't always work out. <laughs> Much less top five either. Holy smokes, man. Uh, I'm just not sold on it. Uh, but then again, they're saying sleepers. So obviously, it's no guarantee it's going to happen. I do like the idea of getting a nice defensive athletic guy. And yes, he's going to be, he'd be a better shot blocker than, uh, Ryan Hollins. But the question is, is he just one of those guys that sells out defensively to block shots or is he an actual good defensive player? Uh, I'm not sold, man. I'm, I'm not sold that he's a good defensive player. I'm right now I'm more of the opinion. He's just a, a guy. He's more of a sellout just to block shots. There's a lot of people like that, including some former teammates that will remain nameless. <laughs> All they care about is blocking shots, not actually shutting people down. There's a big difference. Big difference. A lot of people said that's what Josh Smith's issue was earlier on in his career, and he's becoming just a better overall defender, and props to him there. Big-time props to him there. So, yeah, like mentioned, please give me your opinions on that idea. We're going to see how that heads. Uh, it's obviously still coming. By the time we do the next show, we'll know if the Wolves did anything and what they did and all that good stuff. I think the Wolves do something. I think they do. I'm just not sure yet. Obviously, we're just, we're not, that's the only thing we're hearing so far right now is Tyrus Thomas. That's it. And that only came up, uh, yesterday, I believe. Kind of yesterday afternoon. Or was it earlier today? I can't remember exactly, but it was uh, very recent. Of course, today is, <laughs> as mentioned, I don't know if I even mentioned it, Monday, February 15th, 2010. I don't know if I even mentioned that, so I apologize. Uh, but that's where things stand right now with that. Just have to wait and see. We're just going to have to wait and see there. Don't know. So I am I guess I'm not going to take a break. I was thinking of it. We'll go to the 50th episode, uh, Memories, the Reminiscing. We're going to start that right now. 50th episode, folks. 50 episodes of Timberwolves Explosion. Crazy. We're, we, we've gotten to 50 episodes of this show. It has been a lot of fun. The product on the court has not been all that great. Because we started on August 14th, 2008. So we're about a year and a half old here. Timberwolves Explosion. I started out where it was actually a reminiscing type of episode. In episode 1 on August the 14th, 2008. It was Glenn Taylor talking about yesteryear in the Star Tribune. Talking about all the scenarios that took place over the career. And of course I vented a little frustration. <laughs> Came out and showed you why. See, Timberwolves Explosion, this is a pretty emotional show. That's why I call it Explosion. An explosion of information, explosion of explosion of emotion. Yeah, Timberwolves explosion. It's not even necessarily meant to be wacky. It's meant to show it's uh, it's an explosive. I'm an explosive personality, you could say, or at least I try to be on this show, and I try to make this an explosive show. Your opinions are what they are, but I've uh, I've you know I've gotten some very loyal listeners to the show who tend to stick with it, and uh, I appreciate you guys very very much out there. Bob from Minneapolis, Aussie Wolf from Australia, Joe Weiss. Of course, Alec listens to this show as well. Alec Shimke, he's a nice listener of this show. Appreciate you guys all very, very much. There's others out there. Of course, Rusty and PMAC, I believe, still listen to the show. Rusty does, I'm pretty sure. Those guys are from sportsstuff.com and iTunes, of course. The show is called The Crossover. They cover the Knicks and Nets. Uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys very much. So let's continue with the reminiscing, though. You had episode number 10. That was the first small little milestone. And again, another kind of explosive type of show, episode 10. 
I mean, just listen to this title. Just listen to this title. McCants and Whitman have to go. I literally called for McCants and Whitman's jobs right there. And uh, luckily, my wish came true. Whitman was fired within about, shoot, it was a week. Yeah, the next show, Whitman was fired. This was episode 10. Whitman was already gone. I was talking about that. Kevin McHale took over. Yeah, a little bit of Wolves history taking place during the 50 episodes here. And, of course, about a month or so later, Rashad McCants was traded for Sheldon Williams and, uh, I can't even remember the other guy. That's sad. Bobby Brown. There we go. Bobby Brown. Sheldon Williams looked like he had a teeny tiny bit of potential. Wound up on the Boston Celtics. Wolves just kind of let him go. Former fifth overall pick. Yeah, didn't work out as a fifth pick, but still maybe he could have been a nice role player, I thought, for the Wolves because he can actually block a few shots, unlike most power forwards that have come to Minnesota, other than Kevin Garnett, um, who is an overrated shot blocker. He's just a he's just a good defender. He's not a shot blocker. Um, but, yeah, because I'm kind of over-digressing there a little bit. That show was brought out December the 5th, 2008. Yeah, called for the jobs of McCanson Whitman, eventually got my wish there. <laughs> not necessarily saying I like calling for the job somebody's job, and then I wish somebody would lose their job, but just but at the same time, hey, you know, they were not good for this team. Randy Whitman was not a good coach for this team, and Rashad McCants is a cancer. Rashad McCancer. I, I called him Rashad McCannots for the longest time. I should have just called him McCancer, because that's what he was. The guy had the biggest attitude, maybe, well, not ever. Yeah, there's an even bigger rant than I had on McCants over the course of time. There's an even bigger rant out there. Just waiting to get to that in a little bit here. I'll get to that. That's on the angriest episode. So now we go to the 25th episode. That's another milestone. That was the silver episode of the show. Of course, 50 is considered a golden episode, you can call it. Question, yeah, it was love for rookie of the year, only in Minnesota. Yeah, I kind of made fun of how people were actually thinking Kevin Love should be rookie of the year. And uh, I figured he should be third or fourth, something like that. And that's what he was. No, he didn't even get, uh, well, actually, no, they made him, what, sixth, I believe? which was a complete joke. I was a little irritated about that. <laughs> yeah, it should be third, fourth, something like that. Yeah, that was kind of what the discussion was on that show. That was April 3rd, 2009. Uh, another controversy took place a little bit at that point in time between the Wolves and a certain website. <laughs> I'll leave it there. Um, I had two shows also where Marcus the Forecaster joined. He had episode number two. Where we talked about the new uniforms and just a classic Joey Marcus basketball conversation. That was way back, episode 2, August 22nd, 2008. Just, I really appreciate Marcus the Forecaster joining this show, and I wish he actually, I wish he could have joined tonight, but couldn't get a hold of him, like always. And of course, episode 34, which you could argue was the best show of all time with Timberwolves Explosion. At least, it's, it's one of them. I really enjoyed it. Episode 34, this was September the 29th this year. We talked about the free agents, present and future. Just a fun show. Marcus predicted Dwayne Wade would sign with the Wolves because a better supporting cast than then in Miami or New Jersey or New York and he, or Chicago. And I thought he presented a pretty good case. As long as you still have the same core here, you have Wade join Flynn. You have Wade join Jefferson and Love. Man, that's a pretty good basketball team. It's <laughs> a pretty good basketball team. Yeah, Wayne Ellington, too, with Wade. Who knows? All those guys. Ramon Sessions. Who knows? I'm, yeah, I mean, that's not going to happen. I don't know if Dwayne Wade is going to come up here for feet of snow, which we actually have snow finally again the last couple of years, versus South Beach. It's probably not going to happen, is it? Damn it. 
But if it did, it would be really cool. So now we get into the emotional episodes you could call them. The happiest episode I did, episode number 17, Mikhail winning coach of the month. That was February 7th of this past year. Um, actually, it's a tie for that one. Episode 28, that was the draft where we actually took Johnny Flynn, the guy I endorsed, and a guy I really, really wanted on this team. I mean, really, really wanted on this team in a big way after uh, scouting him a teeny bit. Like, not in person, of course, internet scouting, I guess you could say. And, uh, yeah, just really impressed with Johnny Flynn. And uh, I'm seeing, I'm still seeing the signs. I can see the signs that he's going to be what I thought. We'll hope it gets to that, that he becomes that big-time player. Like a lot of people are saying, he's going to be. Right now, he's the third-best rookie. And you can argue also that he has passed. Right now, he you could argue he's ahead of Brandon Jennings in, in a way. Because Brandon Jennings shooting, what, 31% this year? 31%, or not this year, this past month or so. Brandon Jennings, each month, his shooting, his field goal percentage has gone down. His points per game has gone down. Um, Brandon Jennings is averaging only 10 points a game right now This in the month of February. And he's shooting 31%. And last month, he averaged, what, about 15 points a game. And he shot about 36%. So, yeah, Brandon Jennings is... He's dropping off from that red-hot start, and it's been a decline all year. Whereas Johnny Flynn's field goal percentage has been pretty good. It's not as high this month. His assists, though, have increased every single month. He's up to about five assists a game this month. Not bad at all. It's just continuing to climb. So those are the tie for the happiest episodes. Of course, just real excited to have Johnny Flynn a part of things. <laughs> and, of course, really excited how the Wolves look really good and McHill won Coach of the Month. Yeah, unfortunately, that would be short-lived, the way things head. That's when they get to the sad episode. But first, we get to the angriest episode, and it's another tie. Imagine that. Another reason why we call it the explosion, because I will occasionally explode a little bit, and I sure did. My all-time biggest rant was on the episode 15, Nets I, Mike Miller, January twenty-second, two 2009. The Wolves are actually playing good, but here's the thing. <laughs> Ricky Davis got uh, suspended because he was because of doing drugs, and I just went on an insane rant for a short time about how Ricky Davis is even worse than uh, Christian Leitner and Isaiah Ryder. Do check that one out if you want to hear the rant. It's somewhere near the middle, the early middle of it, episode fifteen. Mm-hmm. Huge rant on Ricky Davis. Uh, just what a cancer he was for this team, and uh, they called him the biggest disruption in the history of this franchise on a team with guys like Christian Leitner and Isaiah Ryder crazy and of course that as i mentioned was a tie that was episode 38 was the other one triangle trouble some of you that are loyal listeners and been listening lately too november the 24th triangle trouble that was my first show back from the the lawn cleanups where i had to stop for about a month stop doing shows for about a month for lawn cleanups or three weeks or whatever triangle trouble where i ranted about how it doesn't even look like a triangle and the team's not figuring it out, and it's just a joke. Yeah, I was pretty pissed off in that episode. So those are the tie for angriest episode. Sad episode is episode 15, Al Jefferson tears ACL, February 11, 2009. And uh, don't even need to get into that. Why? I mean, that was just a very sad, disappointing episode. But the cool part is how it's a history of this show. It was the first show on TimberwolvesPress.com. That was when he announced a partnership with TimberwolvesPress.com, working with that website for the first time officially. Yeah, they had a link to this show, but that was when it actually was posted on that show. Kind of got a deal done. That was pretty cool. And the most emotional show, well, it's episode 28 again. 
<laughs> that was the draft review, weird but good, June 28, 2009. And, of course, that's because we acquired Johnny Flynn. Plain and simple, we acquired Johnny Flynn, and that was a fun, fun show for me. And that was also the debut of some cool sound bites, I thought. <laughs> some of the Marcus sound bites where it was this one. This just this doesn't make any sense. Actually, that one played earlier in the show too, and I, I just had a lot of fun uh, with that. That's a classic, classic Marcus right there, and that's pretty much what he was saying when you had Rubio and Flynn at the same time, because it didn't make much sense. It just didn't. It was kind of weird. <sighs> and now the very final topic of the 50 episode reminiscing deal: the dumbest quote by a wolf for management. I had to go with this. I know not all of you might agree with this. I'm sure, well, I'm sure in the end, yeah. The end product, yes, you have to agree with it because it'd be stupid not to. And a lot of people like Rodney Carney. But David Kahn, there's the dumb quote. David Kahn saying he believed that Pavlovich was a more complete player than Rodney Carney. Let's see, Rodney Carney was is extremely athletic. He can hit from the outside. He was hitting from the outside like crazy. Uh, he can slash... He's an incredibly good defender. And, I mean, he was probably the best defender on this team last season. Corey Brewer or not, he was probably the best defender we had. And he was definitely the most athletic. And, yeah, he could hit from the outside, too. Can pa- is Pavlovich athletic? Is he that good of a defender? And is he even... Uh, he, he's an out-of-control freak, basically, Pavlovich. He's, he's, he, he got so bad, he's just out of the rotation. And how the Suns just cut him. Now, why would the Phoenix Suns just cut Pavlovich... When they had, you know, they they were kind of they lost a lot of people. They lost they they lost people this past year. They lost Barnes. They they traded away Shaq. Um, and they just cut Pavlovich. You'd think they'd want to keep a guy like that if he had if he was as good as like a Rodney Carney, <laughs> a more complete player than Rodney Carney. What a boob! Yeah, he, it's like yeah, he really said that. Insane. Um, don't agree with that at all. And I'm sure a lot of you out there don't either. Uh, <laughs> it might not be the dumbest quote ever, and I'm sure there were other ones out there. I just can't remember them. I didn't really feel like digging through episodes to find something that Mikhail said. Uh, but I also had to keep it exclusive to what occurred during this show. What occurred during this show, not something Kevin McHale said in 1997, or Stefan Marbury, who, you know, he's not a wolf anymore. Though he said about a million dumb things <laughs> I made fun of that in episode number 30. That was a fun show. That was a nice little milestone because it was my 30th birthday the day I did 30th episode at 3.30 o'clock. <laughs> at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, there were a lot of 30s that day. It was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a slightly controversial show because I may have gone a little too far on Stefan Marbury and some people didn't like that. And uh, I apologized for it at the time in episode 31. We'll leave it there. Uh, I just went too far, ranted a little too far on him, probably, and I apologized. So, not perfect, and neither are you. So, that's the idea. Um, But, yeah, this has been a really fun episode, number 50. We're going to get to some contact details now. Do call into our phone lines, give your opinions, call in, talk about the Tyrus Thomas possibility, talk about anybody. Talk about Al Jefferson and talk about how you'd feel about him getting traded this summer. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not in a hurry to trade Al Jefferson. I'm really not. And even Marcus the Forecaster doesn't sound like he wants to trade him. Ah, man, I would love... God, I would have loved to have had him on this show. Man, 
I would have loved to have uh, Marcus, the forecaster, on the show to get his opinion on Tyrus Thomas, possibly. And then you trade uh, Jefferson for a wing player. Depends on who he gets as a wing player, but I doubt he's going to be somebody that's really better than Al Jefferson. And Tyrus Thomas, another power forward, is not that tall. He's 6'10", and he doesn't do that much. I understand you need better defense, and you really do. But is he that good on defense that he's just he's a terror? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Joachim Noah is a little bit better in that area. Neither one of them have any offensive ability whatsoever, though. I don't know. I really, I just, I'm a little miffed by it. A little miffed by it. Just the, this doesn't make any sense, you know? <laughs> this, this doesn't make any sense, basically, is what I'm saying as well. So you get the idea there. But, yeah, do call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Also, do follow that Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Do sign up for the new message boards on the sportstuff.com. The new message boards... Those of you that were members that haven't re-registered, you have to re-register because the boards got reset, unfortunately. Those of you out there that haven't signed up yet, please do. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner on the front page of the sportsstuff.com. Click on that and register. Very simple. It's 100% free and 100% fun. You can talk all kinds of Timberwolves basketball on there and all kinds of NBA basketball. Lots of cool people like Rusty P-Mac, so many others, Tarek. Aussie Wolf, it just goes on and on. So many cool basketball fans, Red Stan and others. Uh, man, just cool guys on there. Brian Cush is back. Cush77, he's been on there more. Yeah, just some cool people to talk basketball with. They're Not only are they cool, but they're knowledgeable too. They're not just like, oh, you know, they they don't just know some of the top 20 best players in the league. They know everybody pretty much, like me and, and others. So lots of fun stuff. Also, my email address is paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. Do join that. I appreciate it very much. Uh, or not join it. Do email me if you'd like to. Give an opinion. Like to reach me for other purposes. Whatever it is, please do contact me. I'd appreciate it very much. Um, it'd be cool. So I thank each and every one of you for listening. We are going to call it a show. Thank you again for helping episode 50 become a possibility. Now it's time for 75 and eventually 100. Yep, episode number 100 of Tim Rolls Explosion. Won't that be cool? I sure that I think so. I hope you do as well. So, well, we're going to find out what happens. The trade winds are a-blowing. Will, will it happen or will it not? We shall see. Do take care. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>